Live from the I-10 corridor, it's the Dave Nemo Show. A little bit earlier. Oh, first off, let me say thank you so much to Claire Marie and Dr. John for being with us. That was a fascinating program about arthritis and uh, aches and pains and issues. And I guess so. the takeaway from that program might just be yoga. Yoga, yoga, yoga. Well, we're going to stretch into our next segment with Tim Ashoff, and we're going to try to stretch some numbers around to see, you know, what's going on in the uh, world of trucking in terms of uh, driver numbers, driver shortage. What do you do to keep the drivers you have? What about the numbers that are really chinging up, and I mean chinging up on the cash registers in terms of sign-on bonuses that we've heard of. Uh, what about some of the things you need to be aware of if uh, you're looking at a bonus uh, from a company? Uh, what about the turnover rate? Is the turnover rate really the core of the driver shortage? Uh, it's always been very high in the industry, especially in the care, uh, in the uh, truck load segments of the industry. Uh, Crete and Schaefer have a very low turnover rate. How do they do that year after year after year? Uh, what do you do to keep experienced drivers? And then, is it all about money? You know, historically and, and anecdotally, at least in my experience, with um, approaching 50 years hanging around with you guys, pay has always been at the top of the list, but it's not always been on the top. In other words, when it comes to what makes you stay with or leave a company, pay generally ranks number two, possibly even number three. You know, generally speaking, respect, honesty, that sort of thing kind of uh, over, overrides pay to a, to a great degree for some folks. Obviously, some people just look at the money and that's it. But, you know, over the years, I, I think it's safe to say that pay has been at the top, but not on the top. So uh, are there intangibles that companies can use and, uh, and create to uh, make drivers uh, feel better about the company they're with. And then, of course, uh, Tim and gang will be um, at GATS in Dallas coming up later this month. We'll talk a little bit about that. So we got a lot of ground to cover, and we'll start covering that ground with Tim Ashoff from Creed and Schaefer in just a moment. Always great to talk to Tim Ashoff from Crete and Schaefer. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Great to be on the show again. It's hard to believe we're in August already. <laughs> you got that right. Yow. Um, here we go. And um, yeah, I was talking about the uh, Colorado um, V2X uh, highway that they're putting together, the electronic highway out on I-70. And, you know, they're saying, man, it's going to be ready by the end of the year. And I'm thinking, man, they better get a move on. This year's almost, uh, we're in the second half. And uh, it's moving on. Um, things change a lot in the industry. Some things don't change. And the talk about driver shortages, my goodness, Tim, I'm, I'm thinking it goes back 30 years. And there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, fudging around on what that meant at the time. And essentially what it boiled down to was, well, those are numbers that we're looking at maybe 10 years out. And then 10 years later, it was like, well, yeah, 10 years out. Right now, though, you know, the folks in the insurance uh, world are, are getting call after call from fleets who are saying, you know what, uh, we are going to have to turn in a lot of these lease trucks. So we're going to have to sell some trucks. We're going to drop coverage because nobody's driving these trucks. We can't continue to uh, 
pay for these trucks that nobody's driving. Um, and I, I think that a lot of folks are still contending that the shortage is not real. But every day in the in the in in the, in the past. The shortage was talked about in the trucking media, but it was never really a thing in the overall uh, business media. It is now. Um, every business publication out there has uh, multiple stories about this. And the insurance business is, is starting to see it as well, and they're reporting back that it's happening. So um, – all of that being said, I guess um, I, I, I know we can't unravel this, but um, what are you guys seeing and uh, what's the key to, to getting more drivers? What are you guys doing? Well, I think uh, the, the good thing about what you just said is is that now people beyond our, our industry are seeing uh, the need, the true need for more drivers out there because they're not able to get trucks, which really means they're not able to get drivers to move their freight in a timely fashion, or if they are, it's coming at a, at a very high cost. And so when that finally happened and where we are there now, it's time for us to say, okay, help us now solve some of the reasons as to why um, we don't have enough drivers in this uh, in our industry. And, and now people are listening to us. So we're, we're doing a lot to go out there to the customers and to the receivers of the world to say, um, you know, as you said in the, in the opening here, there's a couple of things that, that really, um, you know, drivers have said over time that really get them to stay in the industry, stay in the job. And as you mentioned, pay is one of those. But, you know, respect uh, and honesty are, are other parts of that. And certainly, you know, we're talking a lot to people about let's respect drivers, which in, in our industry a lot is meaning just even respecting their time and taking away the frustrations that drivers have. And often that has to do with with time. And so, you know, how do we best use their time? How do we get uh, shippers and receivers to understand that delays that they are creating or uh, rescheduling that they're doing or otherwise are really impacting the driver? And uh, we're having great conversations about that and I think making progress. Um, and on pay, you know, you've seen these numbers many, many times. And I think we're finally getting some of our, our customers to understand that you know, as a as a National Transportation Institute found a while back, you know, the average driver wage in 1980, I think, was about 38,000, And when you adjust that for inflation today, it should be, you know, over 115,000. And, you know, I think on average, we're probably as an industry closer to 50. And so, um, you know, we have fundamentally as an industry a ways to make up uh, just to bring the job back in line with the rest of the jobs of, of our economy. And, and fortunately, too, we've been working with our customers to help understand that and have been getting, um, you know, rate increases that we are then able to pass on, on to drivers. I was talking to someone the other day, Tim, about something that's kind of along the path of what you say, maybe a parallel uh, take on, on what you just said. In terms of the, of the future, in terms of the uh, new uh, technologies that are being put into trucks now, uh, and I've just kind of mentioned as an aside uh, in, at the beginning of the hour, uh, what they're doing out in Colorado with I-70, they're putting up uh, like 100 sensors out there to gather data to improve traffic flow slash traffic safety, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And, and this person said, look, he said, you know, the trucks are what, $30,000, $40,000 more now than they were, say, 
heck, maybe even 10 years ago, in terms of how much of the ADATS, the ADAS stuff you're putting in there, the, uh, you know, the advanced driver assist technologies and things, uh, the advanced driver assist systems, ADAS. <laughs> I got to get my new dictionary out here. Um, but what I'm getting at is that you're not going to entrust that piece of gear that ex- very, very expensive piece of gear with somebody that uh, you're, you're, you're not paying well and who doesn't deserve a very good salary. It just doesn't make any sense. And I think there, there's something to what he's got to say there. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's one thing we as a company, uh, you kind of mentioned that the, earlier that, um, you know, turnover has been lower, but we've always been one of the, the top paying companies. And then that's, you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, one of them is, yes, you're entrusting uh, a person out there to, you know, a hundred and with the trailer, you know, probably $150,000 of equipment and often $150,000 worth of cargo. But then you're also entrusting, you know, them to protect their own lives and the lives of others. So there, there's a lot of value to that that should be uh, paid to a driver being entrusted with that. Uh, and then let alone the other elements of the job that we've talked about many times, you know, being away from home, handling traffic uh, and other frustrations that are out there. Certainly, you know, the, the drivers deserve uh, all the pay that they get. One of the things, and, you know, I was just uh, thinking um, about what's going on in the world today. And I'm almost tempted to kind of to coin a, a slogan and call this the age of extremes. You know, uh, we have all of these fires out in California, the West Coast, Colorado. Uh, our, our fire season now has been extended by 105 days. That's like three months. Only got 12 months in the year and there was already a fire season, my goodness. Um, but uh, and, and politically around the world, we're at extremes here. Economically, we're at extremes. But all of the things that we've seen come and go in trucking have been very temporary. Uh, it's that up and down thing, and we're, we kind of get used to that. Uh, overcapacity, undercapacity. And as soon as that happens, then it's overcapacity, and then something slows down. Then the price of diesel goes sky, and then it comes back. And you kind of weather these storms. You learn from one to another, and things kind of even themselves out. So when you take the 30,000-foot view, we just keep trucking along, pun intended. But there's all the, but we, we've never had this situation before where a generation of younger people is not interested in the traditional uh, occupation in, in the traditional even interests that say folks in my generation and yours too for that matter had like I'm sure when you grew up and you're in high school you wanted that driver's license more than you wanted your high school diploma probably you know you wanted to get out there and drive that car drive that truck uh, today uh, younger people aren't interested. Oh, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Percentage-wise, we have less and less people who are so-called millennials or Generation Z or whatever we've got today. They're not that interested in driving. And, and I know I'm kind of going way around the, the block to get here, but that might we this may be something that lasts longer than the general ups and downs on the graph that we always see in, in trucking. So are, are we looking at a completely new landscape for trucking now that we're really not familiar with and we can't really use old school or 
uh, previous solutions and, and fixes? I think we are seeing a fundamental uh, shift uh, here, and, and it's for a big part of what you just said, uh, just the, the demographics out there with uh, certainly our generations uh, aging out. Unfortunately, we can't stop time, uh, and, and so and the new generations coming in, and even with, with, with our generations, I think there is uh, a shift being seen in that, you know what, we, we don't have to sacrifice uh, like we did in the past for our job. Um, you know, jobs out there in general, the economy is getting better. The other jobs are, are getting better. Technology has helped uh, other jobs. Uh, other benefits have increased in other industries. But why should we be one where we just have to accept that? Because, you know what, we, we were raised to work hard, and that's what we'll do. Uh, I, I still think that's a great value, and we need uh, all people like that, like uh, our generations that are raised to, to work hard and and. and provide for their families, but we're seeing as technology has gotten better across all industries, the economy is getting better, we have to compete as an industry for the, the lesser number of millennials that are out there, and that means we have to make some fundamental changes, and, and certainly pay is one of those. We do have to be competitive with other industries, as I mentioned earlier. We have to make some fundamental shifts. But then in what we are doing um, with with technology, with the, the ADAS, as you mentioned, I think that's attractive to, to some other uh, people outside of the industry. But then also making it a job where and we take the, as I mentioned earlier, the the, frustra- the unnecessary frustrations out of the job uh, as an industry with our customers, with our receivers. That will help, um, you know, people in the industry feel better about their their job. And certainly, um, you know, if you, if anyone's going to come into our industry, they're they're going to talk to the drivers that are in it. And hey, how do you like your job? What do you like about it? What are some of your frustrations? And if we can eliminate as many of those frustrations, I think we help attract others. And and I do believe that the shippers and receivers are finally, as we heard over over many years, and you said it, in the different cycles, I've been through a few where I've had customers say, I want to be the shipper of choice. And then the cycle changes and they're going to say, you know, well, no, we want to, we don't care if your driver's waiting. If you want the load, you got to make them wait, those, those types of things. I think this cycle is different. I think there is a fundamental shift going on out there. Uh, and, and certainly there will be ups and downs, but we won't be able to revert back to maybe the way it was two, three, four years ago. Knowing you have a problem, knowing what the problem is, understanding and accepting the fact that you have a problem is solving, is half solving that problem. And maybe we're stepping over that line now, do you think? I think we're, we're, we're I think we are. Um, I know you guys are. are. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I think it, it is, uh, we're seeing it as, as an industry, um, because I, I think there are some that, that, aren't really stepping over it uh, as far as removing some of the barriers, but what they're doing then is they're just charging very high rates. And so the shippers and the and the receivers out there are going, well, wait a minute, I've either got to pay high rates over here, really high rates over here, or I've got to work with people like Crete and Schaefer uh, to make the job better, to make the driver more productive, and pay you know more reasonable rates that I know are shared with the driver. And so I, I do think whether uh, there's some in our industry that are just maybe trying to take advantage of the situation they are still having an impact, maybe not as direct as they were intending, uh, but it's certainly making shippers and receivers look at how they're doing business and how can they do it more effectively with us as carriers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you mentioned something a little bit earlier, and uh, one of the things that is, and, and again, as you know, historically, they've kind of come and gone, the, uh, the sign-on bonus. Um, a lot of companies are, are offering sign-on bonuses. Um, 
Is is this really a, a, a real trend, or is this sort of an outlying thing where a few are dipping into that pool? And um, there's always a there, you know every coin has two sides. So when you get us a bonus, there's a there's a two sides to that coin. What should drivers be aware of, Tim, if they're looking at a company that is offering a bonus? Yeah, you know, it's something we see as in these cycles typically is that when when uh, freight's more abundant, you'll see uh, companies out there, you know, putting out these flash in the pan type uh, offers out there, bonuses. And, you know, I actually really think, personally, I think they're kind of a disservice to our industry because many of them, in fact, uh, almost all of them that I've seen and talked to our drivers about that have, have said, well, that, that bonus sounds pretty good. I might go over, check it out. And, and ultimately, most of those drivers are back to us within a week or two. Uh, it, it's more of a marketing technique. Hey, let's make a big flat, you know, flash. Hey, come over and get a ten thousand dollars signing bonus, and and then they get there and they understand. Well, uh, how is that sign-on bonus paid out? It often takes two years. We've seen some that have taken up to five years to get the bonus paid out. And oh, by the way, to get the bonus, I got to do X, Y, and Z, and I can, you know, never have, uh, um, you know, a citation for being, you know parked uh, illegally on that street while I'm waiting to uh, unload at the receiver and I had no choice, so then I lose my bonus. And there's just so many of those things that, that really, at the end of the day, the, the drivers are often worse off. So what we tell people is, make sure you understand fully what you're earning. And, you know, our, our, our philosophy has always been pay the driver what they deserve on every mile that they run. Um, and pay them, another thing we see out there is paying short route miles. We pay practical route miles. Pay them, every, pay them the miles they run. And so I do think, as we're trying to attract new people to the industry, those types of things where it's um, maybe a little bit of, yeah, you can earn it, but it, it, it's not it's not a sign-on bonus because you don't earn it when you sign on. You earn it over one, two, three, sometimes four years, and you got a lot of hoops to go through. It's really discouraging once you get in the door and you start driving and you realize that. So I, I think overall... Those aren't helpful. They, they cause churn. They maybe attract people to the industry, but then give them such a bad taste they don't want to stay. Churn, that's another one of the buzzwords that has been around for quite some time, Tim. And uh, that kind of brings, brings us to um, something else that we really want to cover here, and that is, of course, the turnover rate. And it hovers around 90 to 100 percent. It's about 95 percent now on truckload large carriers. Um, I, I remember one, and you know, I don't remember a lot of things, but I do remember that years ago there was one report, one quarterly report that had tr- turnover rate at 138%. And that was crazy times. And and that's when the, the talk about, well, there's no driver shortage, everybody's just between trucks. Um, and, and the idea is, well, if I can drive for company A, I can go and drive for company B. It's the same thing, just a different truck, maybe a different route, different commodity, but driving a truck is driving a truck is driving a truck. I'm wondering now, and getting back to ADAS, getting back to how specialized the industry has become, getting back to a lot of other factors, one company isn't like another company so much anymore, I don't think, even if they're in sort of like the same lane, if, if you will. I mean, is, 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 that, is that becoming more and more reality I, I think it is, and I think there's uh, you know a number of reasons for that. And I think one of the reasons that our our turnover has always been some of the lowest in the in the 
truckload industry for companies our size is that, you know, we, we focus on, on making the driver successful um, because we know if we make the driver successful, um, we're satisfying our customer needs and then we as a customer, uh, we're satisfying our safety goals and, you know, then we as a company are being successful. And I think, you know, it may sound like a little bit like, like lip service because, you know, a lot of people will, will say that, but I think if you look at our record, that's truly the case. And so what is the philosophy of the company you work for? Who do they put first? And then second, you know, with the tools that you just mentioned, what is the company doing with those tools to help make you as a driver successful? And, and certainly, you know, we've talked about it in the past. We know that, you know, basically the, the most valuable thing to a driver is their time. So how can we use the tools out there to help maximize the use of those drivers, that driver's time? And, and what we've done with, with technology, um, you know, having electronic logs, hours of service, knowing the driver's time and matching that up to ideal loads to use that driver's time. And then putting the human element on top of that. You know, we've always been a family-owned company and, and a family company, and we consider our drivers part of our family, part of our team. So we provide that, that driver support team and want them to, to feel and a part of our our Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking uh, family, and and I can say that here, and and it's hard to explain how that works and how that's done, and and really the where the where the rubber meets the road, uh, as they say, is is how our drivers then feel out there. So we know that's very important, and our it's our team is focused on that, and I'd encourage you know if you want to know why our our turnover is the way it is at Creek Schaefer Hunt, just just talk to our drivers. That's that's they're the ones who will be the testament to that. You know, I'm not very good at time management. Didn't leave enough time to talk about GATS, but you guys are going to be there. You're going to be there. Yes, we'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to, you know, one of the things I love about GATS is being out there and really getting, again, the feel for what's going on in the driver world. So I'm going to be down there on that Friday and Saturday and spend as much time as I can at our booth. Uh, I do have a couple of commitments, one with you, uh, but we'll be at our booth as much as I can. And our goal would be to meet as many of you out there um, to, to learn about what you're feeling about the industry, what you would like to see, where we need to go, what we can do as a, as a company to help steer the shippers, receivers to make the job better for you. So stop by and see me. I'll be at the Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking booth and I'd be happy to talk with you. Have a safe trip going south, Tim. We will see you uh, there at Gats. And thank you so much for a great conversation, as always, this morning.